what did, <laughs> did I just someone hear? hit a hit a timpani drum? <laughs> I think JMO. I, I tapped my mic stand with the water. Are yeah, you another one. It. Wow. Hey, we don't need Dropbot anymore. You can just whack that. That was a lot. I really drop. want to know what that sounds like. That's like like the Gong Show. Shout out to our classic game show episode. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the We Used to Work Together podcast, a show celebrating the casual conversations we used to have when we worked together. I'm Scott Lesser, one of your hosts, and joining me today on the show are a couple of my former co-workers. How's it going, John Mosesman? What it do? What it do? And a man who could not wait, it could not come quick enough to be Chaz season. Say what up, Brian Ketron. What up? Back to number two. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Chaz? Oh, put me on the spot. Well, it is almost Chaz season. So Chaz season is where (laughs) I dress up and I look a lot like Scott does right now with just a mustache only. Shots fired. Ooh, got him. Mustache only. (laughs) Some dorky glasses. But it sounds like you're wanting the pod people. Pod people? That's what we've named them. (laughs) The pod people to know. Uh... Yeah, if you go to oh my gosh, why am I so flustered right now? Gosh. Scott got me. <laughs> Scott, why don't you tell him? Why don't hey, you Brian, tell him? Hey Brian, if there was, a, is if there was a place that I could go see a picture of Chaz on the internet, that was also our Twitter. Where where would that be? So if you go all the way to our Twitter at we used to podcast, I have a feeling that Scott is going to post a picture of Chaz this week. I'll make sure Just, it's linked in the show notes. I what if my I... mom wanted to forward, re-re-re-re-forward, re-re-forward <laughs> an email to us so we could send the picture to her? Where so would that be? I would fax it to you at 445 I wish I knew Scott's phone number off the top of my head because I would have just rattled it off right there. Wow, well, bad friends. I was going for fans at wesworktother.com for email, but go ahead. Oh, well, that would have been better. Well, let me tell people what who what slash Chaz is. Um, he is an alternate persona that Brian will don during the holidays, and he will have uh, just a beard. Nope, <laughs> just a mustache and these really old, like, grainy glasses that uh, it's got a real good look to it. And Some really one, nice time, one time someone posted a picture of it and said, Something about like someone that worked at our church posted a picture of it with him and said, even this guy can work here. And people roasted. They did not know the context. And they were like, are we supposed to believe you guys? What was we surprised you'd hire, hire special needs people? <laughs> <laughs> and so they had to close down the comments. Um, okay, that's enough of uh, Chad's talk, though. We'll come. We'll definitely bring a, a Chad's episode around at some. For point, some reason, for <laughs> some reason, I got quite flustered when you talked about. <laughs> I'll Chaz. save you, and then I'll I've throw got, it back to you here. I've what hidden, what is this thing? We're I've doing. hidden. Oh, you mean today? God, this is just off to a rocking start. I didn't think I could screw this up. You guys want to take it from the top? Nah, we got this. Okay. But also, maybe. What do you think? All right, Brian. (laughs) Introduce the show, please. (laughs) You're not getting out of it. So, if you are new to this show, I'm Brian. Scott, who was just roasting me as Scott, and JMO <laughs> is the grisly, deep, sultry voice you heard on the other side. And we actually all used to work together. And when we used to work together, we used to uh, 
you know, have some conversations, have some side conversations about what <laughs> did I just someone hear? hit a hit a timpani drum? <laughs> I think JMO. I, I tap my mic stand with the water. Are yeah, you another one. It. Wow. Hey, we don't need drop bot anymore. You can just whack that. That was a lot. I really drop. want to know what that sounds like. That's like like the Gong Show. Shout luckily, out to our classic game show episode. Luckily, <laughs> though, uh, since I've been just like on point tonight, that didn't distract me at all. Where was I at? Oh, we that's are right. All over the place. <laughs> that's right. We used to work together. Um, but anyway, yeah, we used to all work together, and we would have all kinds of different conversations about movies, TV, games, odd scenarios. Uh, the best way to play pig and hacky sack and scott maybe about a year ago actually what episode are we on we're on number 16 16. so around 30 weeks ago (coughs) or so scott said hey why don't we put mics in front of our face and record a podcast and john and i said yup let's do it so this is the casual conversations we used to have when we used to work together you know we should try and figure out what that date of that coffee conversation was because yes it is 30ish weeks ago since we started recording this version of it plus we had our the lost episodes of the pokemon discussion plus we had the year hiatus where we didn't talk to each other <laughs> again and we're like hey Wait, y'all want to try coffee conversation yeah didn't we have we were at a coffee shop when we first like workshop the idea i thought i only got a text no you were there it was at elemental I don't think he was there, Scott. I think it was you. Oh, and me. okay, yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. That was our first in person. I was like, boy, if I miss. But did you text hard. me or Brian first? Don't don't say. Mm. It. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> hey, he knows. Talk, talk about leaving reviews and stuff. Oh yeah, that's also a part of this section. Transition <laughs> to reviews and stuff. So if you guys are listening to the show, if you've been listening to the show and you enjoy it, please help us out. Help us eat lunch this week by going to <laughs> apple itunes and giving us a five Gosh, star review we're getting lots right, of good Scott? feedback but we're getting it in a way that only is good to us and that is yeah. direct slide in those dms slide into those instant messages and, and that's gonna, good that's good for my my self-confidence but, but we can't i want monetize other people. That my mom and, doesn't know yeah and honestly, can't monetize the, that. that's the, what it's all about. The <laughs> other dollars. thing, the other thing that you guys could do to help us out is make sure to head over to your local AT and T store, your local Sprint store, your local mm-hmm. T Mobile store. Yeah, all the demo phones that you see okay. set up. <laughs> I was like, where are you walk, going with this? <laughs> walk through, download iTunes, or go to the iTunes, hit subscribe on all the phones there. That too would help us out. Actually, An that's easier not a way bad idea. Are just, we doing that for a lunch? Just make a bunch of different uh, Apple IDs. Hey, next show. Save yourself ID, a trip. Next show. Next show idea. We're just going to do that. <laughs> How to beat the system? Hey, here's the thing. Um, so, a couple days ago, a few days ago, is Halloween, mm. and this is going to air in two weeks. So I thought it'd be really good for our listeners two and a half weeks from now to hear us talk about. <laughs> Our favorite Halloween candies. Okay. So I'm going to roll them off, and I want you to tell me real quick, tier-wise, where they're at. So uh, I got top tier. Like, if you if you see a bowl, you're grabbing these first. This is your go-tos. You got your second tier, which is, like, totally happy to eat this. Like, very happy to receive it. Mm-hmm. Third one's like, yeah, I mean, I'll, like, if that's all, all I got, yeah, I'll eat those. 
and then like fourth tier trash tier like even if it's there i'm not eating it mm. Got plenty uh, of those too. top top tier candy corn all the way okay Nothing. first of all wait That's a second I thought, I thought john was gonna throw candies at us and i wasn't ready for you to start just blasting the worst candy in the world that's not even <laughs> tier four that's a garbage can that's yeah the now for the this bit is can. not gonna work because scott's about to go off the rails i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'll save it i'll save it for another time i'll lose my cool on the candy. do you corn. know what do you know what you told me when we were working together about candy corn Mm-mm. and this was i'm pretty sure off the cuff you had said candy corn is like somebody who grew up during the great depression and was sucking on old soup bones and someone gave them candy corn and they thought it was candy that's exactly right that's how i felt that's what you told me seven years ago they were like what an innovation they're like have you tried that's also when they came out with those boston baked beans where it's like oh my gosh it's like a baked bean you know we love baked beans they candied them okay guys we have real candies like sprees and nerds and laffy taffies we don't need boston baked beans and candy corn like Get out of the fantasy lane of vegetables turned candy. Is Boston baked beans a candy? I don't even know what that is. Those, those little red beans. Oh wait, Boston baked beans may not be the right term for it, but they're those like <laughs> that sounds those, like, like Bush's baked beans. <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I'm googling it. I'm over here googling it. You go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, well, I'll just uh, first maybe we should all, do Boston baked beans said. candy. Look at them. You will have seen this candy coated bean nut thing. Get out of here. That's a okay, garbage Okay, I'm pail. Googling it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that I've seen these, actually. Really? It was pretty popular, I feel like, for a while where you could put those in your Dr. Pepper, and that was, like, a popular thing to do, was, like, hit the well, vending machine, buy some Boston baked beans, buy a Dr. Pepper, pour them in, and it would enhance the flavor. Gross. I, you took me back when I saw that image, because that was, like, classic my grandma had it candy. Yeah. So I'll just but, tell you... Since Scott did a tirade for five minutes on <laughs> that, <laughs> that I'll just you say knew it was coming. for myself, I'm going to put, um, let's go, I'm just going to go chocolates. I'm going to leave just like candy out. I'm going to say chocolates. I'm going to put Twix and Kit Kat and Crunch at the top. And I will not eat Three Musketeers if they're there. Like if there's nothing else, I'm just not going to eat them because they're garbage. That's me. That's me with a Butterfinger and it's not. Oh, and Butterfinger. You're right. It's the destructive nature of eating a Butterfinger. You get one bite and then disintegration happens and it's all over your shirt. It's all, it's you now are, it's like a, if you were to rob a bank and the dollar bills like explode with the ink and it's like you rob a, robbed a <laughs> bank, didn't you? That's a Butterfinger. Like you get one bite of the Butterfinger and then it is obvious that you broke into a Butterfinger. It is everywhere. <laughs> so I won't even rank... I won't even rank candy. I'm just going to rank the supreme candy, which is Reese's. But Reese's comes in so many forms that in Reese's itself must be ranked. Not pieces. Those are gross. Oh, I love Reese's pieces. I'm not okay right now. I'm not okay. Side note, set up Scott with the candy corn thing. I hate candy corn. It's garbage. Number (laughs) Number two, there... Okay, so the perfect... Peanut butter to chocolate ratio comes in egg form. So, like, the little ones you get at Easter and stuff. Cadbury? No, 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 no. Have you not seen? They're like Reese's eggs is Reese's what they're egg. called. See, I'm, I'm, I'm light on the peanut butter to begin with, and I can only do, like, classic Reese's cup. The egg is, like, max peanut butter, I feel like. Yes, it is. It's, like, it the is. thinnest of chocolate shell. Yes, it is. But there is supreme above all supreme, which is the white chocolate Reese's, uh, Reese, not cup, Reese's 
pumpkin, I guess is what they call it. It's basically a pumpkin at uh, Halloween, and it's a egg at Easter. But that thing is next level delicious. I love me some Let me get chocolate. in here. Can I tell you guys an odd thing that while I was thinking about my candy choice, I realized, whoa, I'm a hypocrite. But um, I love candy corn. Just kidding. That's not it. I love <laughs> I love gummies. So I'm all about some Haribo Golden Bears, some Black Forest Bears. Uh, I'll throw down some gummies. But here's what I don't like. I don't like when a hard candy of mine has turned into a like a gummy treat, like a, a Chewy Spree or a Chewy Jolly Rancher. I like a You don't good, like Chewy Sprees? Oh, regular Sprees, way better. Way better. I they love got it right. Chewy Sprees. Oh, I don't want it to be... I like a good hard candy, and then I like also to get into... I'll mess with some gummy bears, but I don't like those things to come together where it's like, hey, let's make the hard candy just a chewy thing. I don't want that. So, mm-hmm. JMO, you probably didn't take the little one out for Halloween this year, but... She was a ladybug for one, 10 minutes. Well, hey, that's, <laughs> that's adorbs. But... Twice. There were some candies that I had forgotten about that surprised me when my children came home. And one of them that I've eaten whoppers. all of. No, Whoppers are garbage. Uh, gross. Is, so gross. <laughs> is Bottle Caps. Do you guys uh, remember Bottle oh, Caps? Yes. Uh-huh. Do they? I don't know. I, it's almost like... I. So I know that there's some kind of play on carbonation, right? But there is some mm-hmm. sort of like... Some little like tingle they kind of give you. And I yeah yeah yeah. It. So I like those this guys. segment is going much longer than I thought it would, but I'm trucking on the candy store in the mall. One of my favorite. Okay. Just kidding. There's three things. Rock candy <laughs> broken many a tooth on that guy. Cause I just got to go to town on it. Can't wait. It's delicious. <laughs> it's basically candy. sugar. Um, also Coke, those little Coke bottles. Oh yeah. Those those you guys. like those? How oh, do you I like love those? those? Scott, I how can them. you... How wait, can you wait, claim wait, 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 wait. to like them? Hang on. What are we talking about? Because there's two different gummies, things I was thinking of. Gummies. Okay, because there's also what I like. The are... wax ones? Yeah. Don't say those. Scott. Like, Scott. How, I like those because you... I love miniature stuff, and they're like miniature soda bottles that you can bite the lid off and uh, suck them out. Scott, those are garbage. <laughs> those are I'm, – I'm literally not kidding. Those are – I would rather eat a handful of candy corns than even just one little nibble of that. Oh, I love candy versions of real stuff. It's candy cigarettes where you get the like, one puff and it, and it blows the like gum powder out the end. Oh, man, on. give me those lucky strikes. This, this is a real story. Scott and I, I think it was when we took a trip to Memphis, we found this giant <laughs> candy store. Like it was like, like, and, 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 and even if I, if I remember right, it even like specialized in like retro Yeah, I think it candy. was like a retro candy store. And Scott was on the hunt for candy cigarettes. Also, because well, everyone's walking around, walking around smoking some cigs, and I wanted to look like I'm part of it. I didn't have my vape rig, aka I don't own one. I just it was it was hilarious. My goodness, JMO, any thoughts on this before we transition over to Scott's small talk? Yes, my third thing is I love Lego bricks. They're great. Oh, you know, those aren't my, bad. My son loves those. I like. Yeah. To, I like to stack them up, make stuff out of them, but I don't really eat them. Um, okay, so my story is, uh, or my little small talk is, Kanye West dropped a new album this week, and uh, it is titled Jesus is King, and he's kind of gone on 
a little bit of a media, a little bit of a media frenzy here, talking about the old Lord and Savior JC and how he has, yeah, uh, I guess somewhat like, like turned his life around and is like super much, like very much a like fervent Christian at the moment. But what I want to talk about specifically was he was on the James Corden show, and is that his name? The guy that does Corporal Karaoke and did Airplane yeah. Karaoke. Anyways, Airplane on there, Karaoke. What? Okay, yeah, I gotta find that later. <clears throat> it's actually pretty dope. Um, but and it's like long. And they did like an interview. Well, in it, he talks about how, um, in a roundabout way, he makes the claim that uh, he got sixty-eight million dollars back on his taxes thanks to, uh, you know, being in favor with the Lord. Now, that's not what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I wanted to talk about a tax story from my life in a time when my wife and I thought maybe. Maybe God paid our taxes. So, oh no, <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Oh, no. So, John, uh, you remember on an episode you were like, "Hey, here's a life hack: have some money in savings." We'll come back to that because I didn't. Um, so, oh no, <laughs> I had this was like one of my first years that I had like heavily done freelance, and I decided, oh, oh no. I need to go like an actual tax person because I don't know really what I'm doing. Like I've done it in the past for small stuff, but this year I had like done some side gigs. So I took it to a tax guy that someone had recommended and then they were like, okay, we'll put together your packet and then we'll call you, email you once uh, it's ready. That was like months before tax day. Well, I was at work on tax day and someone was kind of mentioning, oh, kind of crazy. Today's old tax day. I'm all stressed out about it. And I was like, tax day? What's tax day? Oh gosh. I have not heard from my tax guy. And wait, is... was this when we worked together? I think yes. I remember part yes. of this. Okay. You probably remember me ripping my hair out because I was so stressed. So <laughs> I call my tax guy and I'm thinking, oh, well, I could, so I've never used a tax person. I'm like, he's already filed it and done all the things. And I just, I'm good. I just like missed a notification from him. So I call him and they're like, oh, no, we have your paperwork. You need to come here and sign stuff. And then you need to mail stuff today, like today, today. I was like, what happened? Why have I not been called or emailed? They're like, we don't know. You somehow got lost in the shuffle, but we're sorry about that. But also, you own, <laughs> you owe grands of money to the IRS. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. And they also <laughs> didn't tell me about the thing called an extension. So I'm super stressed out about it. I leave work early. I go home. We are going to be able to pay this, but it's going to be tight. So <laughs> I grab a paycheck, or paycheck, I grab a checkbook. You heard of those? I almost like, I couldn't even say it. It was like, what is this word? Um, I wrote a check, and then I had to go wait in this line that was like uh, at the airport, the only like post office that was open on tax like night, and wait in this like long wow. night line where it's like they're open till, I don't know, like 8 p.m., 10 p.m., something like that, and then, then they like, load it on an airplane. Anyways, we mail it and we're like, we did it. Well, then like months later, the money had never come out of our account. And I was like, okay, something's happened here. Something's kind of kooky. So I got in contact like with the actual IRS, asked them and they're like, yep, we got your check. You're good. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, we're talking to Brit. I was like, what? What's happened? Like these, <laughs> these thousands of dollars have not come out of our account. Did, is this a miracle? Did God pay our taxes? <laughs> or, what are we going to do with these thousands of dollars? This is better than a tax rebate. Let's go buy something now. <laughs> then 
then <laughs> about a month later, we got uh, a letter from the IRS that the check had bounced because I grabbed the wrong checkbook and wrote it from an account that we weren't actively even like using anymore. But the checkbook was like in the drawer for some reason. And so God did not pay our taxes. And instead, we owed back taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear about those on the TV. We're like, do you owe back taxes? I owed them. So that's pretty cool. So just like, yay, he got $68 million back. Pretty similar. So another funny story that we may have to cut because it's somewhat related to our working situation. One of our former coworkers told me, uh, you know how you fill out that form on your W-2 of like how many deductions you want? Mm. And like the more deductions you put, like you put a higher number, they give you more of your paycheck, right? So like oh, right, I've got right, right. three kids, I'm uh-huh. married, I'm taking care of sick parents. Like I put a higher number. So like, oh, you need all your money, but you better save money because taxes are coming, right? right? That's like the idea. And usually you put like one or zero or, two, you know, two, you know, very low because you want that money going in or you're going to get owned at tax time unless you're saving it. You're right. You don't forget uh, someone we know put 10 down. <laughs> Give me all the money. <laughs> they and overpaying. probably owed like close to 10K in taxes. And uh-uh. they told Too me, they were stress. like, yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on a loan with the government right now. And I was like, you put 10? Are you serious? Like, how did, how did that happen? How did HR let you put 10 on that? That's like something broke down at some point. Take- yeah, because I've been trying because there's like all kinds of sort of different things, right? There's like kids and other like things you can check in those boxes, right? Then you add them up. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I also have a little something that I have been working on, and to be completely mm. honest, I sort of did it more trivia. Not sort of did it rogue. I did it completely rogue, <laughs> and uh. <laughs> Anyway, so Scott and JMO are finding out about this live oh, right boy. now a Brian on already the show. Knows situation. But Scott and John, if you go to patreon.com slash work together and hit enter, enter in your browser, you'll be greeted with a little something. Now, how do you spell <laughs> Patreon in case you... P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash work together is now, creating comedy podcast yeah so <laughs> nailed it side you note i couldn't figure wrong. out i couldn't figure out how to fix that also scott and jbo need to tag team on this but if you don't have a clue what this is so we have actually started to get quite a bit of people who are quite excited about the show and asking for more content or asking for content that got cut I don't know if it's going to make it in the show or not, but John just mentioned a story that might get cut. That's the type of stuff that may end up on this page. But Patreon is basically a place where you, if this is the above and the above and beyond. So part of what I did, gentlemen, is I have no idea what we want to call the fans of the show. Still, I called them co-workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's Scott and John are, are the word masters here. But anyway, what we did or what I did without their permission, was I set up a page called Patreon. You, Like I said a second ago, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash work together. And basically, it's a place where you can actually financially I'm support about this. the show. And it's pretty common in the like creator space, the podcasting space. 
And some of the things that at least I'm workshopping right now, and obviously once Scott and John are more in the loop over the next couple of weeks, even by the time you hear this potentially, um, is early access to the show. So as soon as we pre-record these, so as soon as we're done with them, uh, you can get access to the show. That might be a week early. That might be two minutes early. But early access. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna There's, ask early access. It's probably I'd gonna be to two minutes early. <laughs> on time access. How would I pay for that? <laughs> uh, dang, shots fired. Number two, anyone who signs up for the show will get a shout out on the show. Much Heck like yes. this. Heck yes. Hey, Taylor Ketron, thanks for the Patreon sign up. Thanks, Taylor. Number number three. Oh, thanks, Taylor. I, I mentioned Brian it. Ketron. Will before. you give me a shout out when I back? Us. Uh, you will. I couldn't actually back it myself. I learned because I created the account. So, mm. hmm. uh, but you guys will be able to until we move this over to a different account that is not all tied to my stuff. Um, <laughs> but access to okay, I see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you mean how it's tied to my PayPal and stuff right now? <laughs> uh, but you'll also get access to to bonus content and some like when we have questions or we do a mailbag. Uh, not a mailbag. What do we call them, Scott? When we do a uh, scuttlebutt. 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 When yeah, we do a we scuttlebutt episode. Priority access. Yeah, you'll have priority questions. But I know that there's been a few of you, J-Space Mass. I'm talking to you right now. You I'm give us your you. money right now. I'm talking to you right now, J-Space Mass. All the mentions have been a build-up to you giving us $5 a month. <laughs> this is just, we're trying to get one patron. Taylor will drop one out as patron. soon as we get one. <laughs> but in in all reality, what it will help us do, so we don't put any of the money that we get, all the dollars that we get, the ones and twos and three dollars that we get from this show, do not go into our pockets. We actually put them back into the show to try to spread it out. And so, anyway, it's just a fun way to support us. And yep, yep, yep. Thank you guys uh, for be. future supporting us. I can't wait. I can't, can't wait to go crazy on the puns for the the names and the bonuses. Yeah, we'll have. By the way, you might log onto the page and uh, you're called something completely different. And the tiers are totally different because Scott and JMO got involved. <laughs> <laughs> I love I like it. Coworkers, I love that. Yeah, I think that's good. Warriors, come out to play. Warriors, come out to play. Warriors, come out to play. That's right, podcast boys. Come out to play, come out to play. We're going to be talking about the 1979 cult classic, The Warriors, on today's episode. Uh, This was my choice. Let me give you guys, I'm trying to think if I should hit you with the, yeah, I'll hit you with some background um, to start out. So uh, this movie, like I said, released in 1979, so this is the 40th anniversary of The Warriors, um, produced by a gentleman named Walter Hill. Um, He has produced quite a few of the Alien movies, Um, the Aliens, the actual like sequel that was very uh, successful, if you've watched any of those. Have you guys watched any of those? Mm, that's like I don't think legit, so. legit one of my favorite movies, Aliens and Alien. Like, like Aliens vs. Predator or different? Not, well, yes, that Alien had his own, like had Predator had his own movies, also Alien had his own movies. Hmm. Or her own movies, actually. Queen's pretty rocking in those. Um, yeah, so uh, it was pretty semi-successful. It made like $16 million, uh 
in the box office, which was like quite a bit above. It's like $4 million budget, uh, somewhat low budget. It is based on a story by, well, it's based on a book, which is based on <laughs> a story um, <laughs> by a fellow named Xenophon. The story is called Anabasis. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it is about uh, these 10,000 um, Greek soldiers that got stuck behind enemy lines in Persia while trying to, and this is a true story, while trying to capture the Persian throne. And they were not successful, and their generals and their uh, their leader, their prince, got killed in the battle. And so these soldiers had to make it back, had to bop their way back to Greece. <laughs> and they did so. <clears throat> and then they were absorbed into uh, like Xerxes' army or something like that. I don't know. It wasn't a like, total great ending for them, but it worked out okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so and i think we said on the last episode but i'll i'll, I'll touch on it again um it got an 89 percent on rotten tomatoes it is a definitely a cult classic it's been referenced on uh tons and tons of different shows um uh there's been tons of like you know parody or like mirror episodes on Powerpuff Girls, Simpsons, Archer, American Dad, Bob's Burgers. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of at least one of those shows. And you may have watched the episode and not even realized that it was uh, a nod or a uh, little hat tip to the movie The Warriors. Um, So, I want to jump into it. I want to hear what you guys thought about it. So, you already gave some information that I had no idea. So, I knew it was based on a book, but I did not know it was based on an old... Not story, but old, uh, like, war story. It is a war story, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this wouldn't be classified as a spoiler because it happens super fast in the movie. But I do remember it was kind of bizarre that, like, the the leader of the group. So, like, in the movie, hmm, kind of yeah, setting up me, the context. Give a little synopsis. You want to go, go ahead. Give me your synopsis of it, Brian. I want to hear you t- tell us what it's about. Well, I was just going to set up the, the start of it. But basically the, the synopsis or the the – yeah, I guess the synopsis of the story is essentially that it's set. Is it set in the future? Is that how they're doing it, or present no, day? I think it's like supposed to be in the seventies when they were filming it. Okay, so it's it's set in the seventies, but it's like a different. It's not like the real world right. New York City, but it's set in New York City, um, and essentially these gangs have like outnumbered the police and like maybe even the general public. And so this, like, leader of one of the, like, most notorious gangs basically calls together all the gangs from all over. And his whole thing is he's going to band them together and rise up against the police and against the government. And so during, like, everybody comes in, the whole movie's everybody's, like, all these different, like, wildly dressed gangs moving (laughs) into the city together. Um, to meet with the the main leader. And during this meeting, all these gangs are together. Um, the guy who organized it gets shot. And the warriors are one of the gangs, and they get blamed for the murder of this guy, even though they didn't do it. And so, in a nutshell, what happens is chaos breaks out, and they're, they're trying to get away, uh... And they do finally kind of get away, and then it's they have to travel. I don't, I can't remember exactly where they're. They're from the city. Coney Island, which is on the I mean, the north part. They're on the like the southern part of Manhattan, and they have to make it thirty miles up to Coney Island. So essentially, they're trying to make it back to Coney Island, and the, the whole way, the police are after them. The 
all the gangs are after them, um, and they're trying to hunt them down and capture them, kill them um, while they're trying to get back home. Anyway, so it's a super cool concept for a show. But one of the things Scott said was I remember watching it, and they sort of established this, like, leader character. So not not the guy who gets killed, but they, they established, like, the leader of the warriors. And he gets killed in, like, the first, like... yeah. Like he gets killed literally. Like <laughs> War Chief is gone. Almost yeah. in the in the opening scene, I just thought. Yeah, and it's wow. 1979, so he's a black dude. <laughs> and I was like, dies I was just first. Like, <laughs> I was just like blown away uh, that that they did that. I was like, man, they gave him nothing. They just killed him. But you saying that, uh, it makes a ton of sense now because it is a direct parallel. Yeah, so I, I was curious, what did you guys think? So I told you, obviously, as like I gave you that somewhat of a synopsis of, hey, they get come to this big gang meeting, the gang leader gets killed, they get blamed for it, and they have to essentially fight their way through gang territory all the way back to Coney Island. Um, but I did not tell you guys that all the gangs are super themed out. So Brian kind of hit <laughs> on it, but like the Warriors... They're dressed in very, they've got like uh, Indian vests and, uh, you know, Indian feathers and things like that. Like that, that's the persona and that's like the, the, the structure, the tier structure to their gang is like based on, you know, like Indian vocabulary, Native American vocabulary. And then there's gangs like the Baseball Furies that are guys dressed in baseball jerseys with like face paint and baseball bats and they run in soccer cleats or baseball cleats down like the road. You know, there's a gang called the Orphans that are all orphans i guess and they're <laughs> they're pretty lowly so uh what did you guys think about the themed gangs so in the 70s if i'm watching this in the 70s i probably think that's the coolest thing i've ever seen in a movie i mean it had to have been so cool and so i i tried to look at it somewhat through that lens it was fairly cheesy but it was also kind of cool like like it gave them like a very clear identity yeah i so i I was hoping you could kind of like pull me over to your side a little bit, Scott, because <laughs> I'm 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 coming from a disadvantage here because I really hate old movies. Oh, and I think it's because I, didn't, I didn't see them growing up. Like mm-hmm. I imagine when you watch this, you probably watched it much like as a kid or as a teenager, and it has like nostalgic value for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And for me, since I never saw them, I, I I just see the cheesy acting and I see the cheesy costumes and the like the dialogue being really rough and so it's like really hard for me to watch these. Um, so there's this there's this event where they're showing the little rascals at the Myriad Gardens downtown, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen it, and so I went with my wife and some of our friends, and I was so bored, <laughs> and they're loving it, but I'd never seen it, and so I couldn't recall right. like back to me as a kid. Yep. So so nostalgia I, based. When I was watching this, I was like, "Scott owes me three ninety nine and an hour and a half of my life back." <laughs> uh, so but now that you for the HD, now that you've you've talked to me, that's all Amazon had. <laughs> but now that you've talked to me, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to recolor my experience with this new well, information. We'll we'll talk through it some more, and maybe by the end of it, we'll uh, change your stripes. And yeah, you're right. Uh, so part of even just. I mean, I think that's a lot of what uh, colors like our experiences are just when we saw it and you know who we saw it with. So I saw this when I was in like middle school. I was staying in a night at a friend's house um, and we were up 
way late, way late watching TV and just surfing channels. And I don't even remember what channel this came on, but I'm pretty sure it was like one of the paid like HBO Showtime type things. It's a little like, uh, I don't know that this is like middle school appropriate content. Oh, no, 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 no. It was definitely like, hopefully the parents don't come in and see us watching the Warriors. So... <laughs> And neither one of us even really knew what it was, but we started it, and like from the beginning, we were hooked, mainly because it was like such a fun, I thought, a fun concept that all of the gangs, because like gangs are very often, and this is, I'm not trying to hype up gangs, um, but <laughs> gangs are very often much more portrayed in such a, like, a more negative connotation, and like focus so much more on the violent side of things but like these guys i was just like oh look at these like very fun theme there's a a gang that are all dressed like mimes there's a gang that are all wearing like (laughs) disco outfits there's a you know what i mean it's like there's a gang that are all dressed like tibetan monks or something and they do like the entire time when it started i was like are these gang members or are we about to reenact that What's the name of that really famous like musical where they do this snap battle that's reenacting the other musical? Yes. What is that? West Side Story. Yes. That I was yes. like, are we about to like break into West Side Story or are these like gang members <laughs> because they look they look very unintimidating. <laughs> that's yeah, actually I w- perfect. I will get to it in a little bit, but the, some of the reviews touch on some of that exactly, John. So and and I think this kind of ties into all of it. But the whole time I was I was watching it, I literally thought, man, this is one of those movies that they could remake and it be like brilliantly awesome, because yeah. the the like narrative, the story was all there, but it still had to like like it was like rated R, but it was very much like seventies R, where you get into these fights and they're super dramatic and this guy goes flying over <laughs> into the train tracks, but then that's all that happens. You see him fly off screen. And then right? cut to yeah. a shot of train coming by. Yes. And and I'm not saying I want to see a guy get obliterated by a train, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what do but, you want to see Brian? <laughs> but more like, you know, it was just a little, it was a little bit kind of cheesy, but I think some of those things that, that John talked about, like for me, the story was brilliant. The story was awesome, and so I loved it, and so I could get past a lot of that stuff. But yeah. it did, it did have kind of a, you know, cliche type seventies movie ending, and had some some of those moments. But I liked well, it's, it. It's funny how see it's hard for me to tell because I haven't seen that many old movies. I don't know if maybe acting has evolved, or if that was just like that was just the actors they had and what they did it's a little telling that i haven't seen any of them in anything since then but there's a lot of just like completely deadpan like all right we should get going before they kill us like no facial expression oh yeah no inflection totally what's my line again oh yeah quick let's go this way (laughs) that was tight man um so you mentioned it but about none of them been in anything but definitely one person i want to talk about well there's a couple people, a couple characters i want to talk about first one is luther so brian touched on it there's a gang they're called the rogues and they so as part of this they explained the beginning because i was kind of watching i was like why are all these gangs so small right like all of them were like eight or nine guys it seemed like and they touched on it on the subway right i don't know if you caught it but they said that like part of the rules where they wanted nine delegates from all the biggest gangs in the city. So yeah. number one, it's not every gang is represented. Number two, um, it's only a select group from each gang. So um, 
the other thing is they were supposed to not be packing any heat, a.k.a. not bringing any weapons with them because he wanted a peaceful rally. Well, these rogues, they're packing. And Luther specifically, he's the one that shoots Cyrus and kind of gets everything started. He's also the one that... that um, blames it on the warriors he's the one that did that clip you played right yes yes so i mean i don't know about you guys but he i love this guy he is crazy he is the he is he is such an odd odd ball and we talked about some of the uh character alignments on a recent episode and Mm -hmm. this guy's got to be chaotic evil am i right oh probably Yeah, I mean, yeah. they even ask him, why did you kill Cyrus? He's yeah. like, because I like doing stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a watch the world burn kind of guy. Yeah, for sure. So for some reason, and I don't know if it's how he looked or or what, but the the kid in um, Stranger Things who's in the newest episode who gets like possessed or whatever by the... Oh, uh, the Morgan. like lifeguard guy? Yes. Well, spoilers. For whatever reason... <laughs> oh, yeah, hashtag big spoiler... Uh, for whatever reason, he gave me those like same vibes. If he was like suddenly brought into like a modern version, just the way he like uh-huh. acted, looked, that whole scene. Cool guy, McSqueezy for sure. Yes. Ooh, um, Scott, you need to do a, a character alignment chart for the Warriors. Post oh, that on the the Twitters. That's for sure. That's a good idea, actually. Um, another person. I want to touch on is the radio DJ. Did you guys recognize oh, yeah. her? Oh, not at all. Um, I mean, we only saw her lips and teeth. So did, no. you, did you recognize her voice? Well, this also may not even be relevant, but it's going to be a nod to our game show episode. Do you guys remember the game show? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yes. Do you yeah. remember? She was the chief. She was the one that was giving you all the instructions. All right, gum shoes. We got to find Carmen on this oh, episode. Wow. I, da, da, da. I don't think I've seen that show. I know of the show, but I, I never saw I it. I wish I would have an audio drop ready. Yeah, I wouldn't this. remember that detail. I'll see if we can. Well, okay. Her name's Lynn Thigpen, and that's where I remember her from. Um, but yeah, so essentially they have to fight their way through gang territory to get back to Coney Island. They run into all kinds of roadblocks, obviously. They um, they bump into a gang called the Orphans, like we mentioned, uh, who are the worst gang. They get straight pwned. Um, <laughs> someone blows up the subway station of their connecting like subway, so they can't like make it to Coney Island by just taking the subway that they wanted. Uh, they get split up by these baseball furies, which are the baseball guys. Um, and so something about that baseball scene when they're fighting in the park. So when they're smoking those dudes with the baseball bats, they actually broke one of the guy's ribs, a couple ribs. Are you and serious? He a, and he has a pretty genuine, in real life, he has a pretty genuine reaction of like, ooh, and like falls. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's pretty terrible. But one thing I did want to talk about is, okay, so they get through that and they get split up. And they're Hold going on, can the- I talk about that? There was one note I made on that yeah. scene particularly. Go ahead. <laughs> There's a cut. <laughs> okay, let's, let me set up this scene for you. So, there's, it's the classic, like, heroes in the middle, and then they get surrounded by all the bad guys, right? Right. And so there's, like... Attack one um, at a time. There's maybe, like, two good guys, and then there's, like, five or six guys with bats, like, circling in. You know, one guy steps up, takes a swing, dodges him, hits him, takes his, like, takes his bat, goes to the next guy. Right. They cut to a scene. So you've got... It, this I have to tell you again how it's set up, because it makes no sense. <laughs> so there's a guy with a bat on the inside of the circle. There is a hero who is facing this guy's back. There's another bad guy behind the hero. 
so it cuts to this and then the hero just does like a just like an elbow to the back and the guy just goes he just goes like flying I don't even know if he made contact, but it's just like it cuts to him and it's like, remember how we were in this arrangement? It's like totally different arrangement. It just just throws out a right hook, not even looking behind. No, was that it? It was something that made no It was something that made no sense. I don't know, but I just I started laughing because I was like you just were like, "Hey, let's put this in." Cut. Okay, great. Back to the fight scene. Yeah, that was there's some awful awful fight scenes. I also love that one of the things that's the most important for them is tagging everywhere they go. So Did like, he do it more than once? Yeah, like when they're they were like Rembrandt, you gotta be ready to tag everything. I wanna know everyone to know the warriors are there. So I'm pretty sure that like I mean we don't see it, but he's supposed to be tagging around all the all everywhere and then they get out of a fight and they're in that like cemetery. That's when they escape the like. He did the cemetery. That's the only one I saw. Okay, man, it's the only one. But they like made a point to be like, we got to tag all the way. And they like just es- escaped this like horrific scene where Cyrus got shot, and it's like pure pandemonium, and they lost yeah. their leader, and the cops were after him, and they're like seconds removed, and they're like, tag that headstone. We got to know the warriors were here. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, they already know about you guys. Um, but something I wanted to talk about was after they get split up, they're in the park. And there's they're like walking. They don't know where they're, they're trying to get to another subway station. I presume there's a lady just sitting on a bench in the middle of let's call it Central Park. We don't know what park this is. She's just sitting on a bench by herself. The guys are like just walking past her. The guy there's this one character Ajax that's a real knucklehead, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna make a move on this girl." And they're like, come on, man. Like, we got to get back. And he's like, you guys are a bunch of wimps. And so he goes to make a move on her. So what transpires? Do you guys remember this scene? Yeah. So what transpires is he comes over. He's kind of flirting with her. She's she's kind of encouraging him a little bit. Then he starts I, to kind of. They set it up kind of like maybe she was a lady of the night. Yes. Yes. And exactly. That's right. And. So when he starts to kind of try and get a little bit physical, let's say, and she's like, hey, cut it out. And he's like, come on. Well, then she whips out handcuffs and handcuffs him to the park bench, right? At this point, I thought, oh, she's an undercover cop. Yeah. Did you guys think that at any point? Yeah. Um, is that not oh, the thing? She never, if she is, she never once says anything. So what happens is she cuffs him. And he, she says, your nights in the park are over for a bit and starts blowing a whistle. And you Did can she hear pull the a badge out, like, though? I feel no, like maybe she, she never, like showed him a badge. She or... never badged. I was waiting for it because I even typed. I was like, I literally typed, what, is, what a bold move by this undercover cop to like take, to like risk this. Like their cops weren't even like hiding nearby. She had to blow whistles and they had to come driving minutes later. So first of all, if it goes south, she's in trouble. Second of <laughs> all, she doesn't then she doesn't even say, I'm an undercover cop or you messed up. I'm you know what I mean? Like she's she's just like blowing her rape whistle and the police are coming and it's like what was her what is she doing in the park? Even if she's oh, an undercover cop. Yeah, so you're saying what she- is her premise? <laughs> That's a good point because she probably blew the whistle like four or five times yeah. spaced out before the cops. I assumed that she was, yeah, undercover cop. I thought she was like, too. Grab a, grab a gang member, like chain him down, blow the whistle, cops come type thing. So, um, 
continuing along the story, along the plot line, for those of you that aren't familiar with it. So they eventually get reunited with the rest of their gang. They make it back to Coney Island. Whoa, you skipped my favorite scene. Ooh, go ahead. The Actually, like the only part of this movie I enjoyed <laughs> was the bathroom fight scene. I thought that oh, was okay, okay. probably the best shot, like most exciting part. Well, and you also have to establish the what type of gang this was as well. Yeah, tell them, kind of paint the picture. They they're gonna go hide. They they see them. So they're in the subway. Yeah, yeah, they're in the subway. They meet back up at uh, Union Square where they're all gonna head back home. And (laughs) there's there's a guy on rollerblades who's just. Overalls, rugby overalls, shirts, <laughs> and rollerblades. Cutting some smooth circles, just tailing him real slow in the subway. And then there's an entire scene where there's a ramp. It's just yeah. the guy just carving like he's skiing <laughs> back and forth down that ramp, tailing him. Can't go too fast. I, he's on blades. That scene this, for me is semi-iconic. Like it's kind of burned in to me. Like I can see that guy. Like, I feel just like his this hands in his pockets, swishing back and forth. I'm like, ooh, that's intimidating. He's so casual. I feel like this was like the follow-up or the part two of Brink. This is like Brink gone bad. Yeah, like, they got into I trouble like now because it's the same like same acting, same hair, same look of guy. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that gang is called the Punks, FYI. So it was. It, there's a there's a thing in movies that I always have trouble with, and it is that it's the tailing. I always feel like how can you tail someone all the way to the woods in the middle of nowhere in your police car, and that not be like super obvious to the person you're tailing? And in this movie, they it's almost it's it's somehow worse because he's literally rollerblading. Behind him, and there is no one else. Yeah, dead. There is, there is no one else. It is them two. It is the guy tailing and the guy walking away. And I was just to be fair, he He did say he knew. He did. He did. He eventually says that. Now I know, but now they know that I know. Right, you've ruined it. No element of surprise. Quick to the bathroom. And that that line almost redeemed it some, but (laughs) I just. They so never anyways, do it well. They're in the so they're they're in this subway and they're getting trolled by these rollerblade boys, and so they all run in the bathroom, and then the the guys that are chasing them come in, and it's like quiet and they can't see anybody, and so they're like, oh, they're in the stalls, and then this big fight breaks out, which I actually liked, and I think one of my favorite scenes was they like go to th- he like throws this guy into like against the stall door. And it breaks open, and they cut to a camera that's like in the stall. So it's like they throw him, and then it sh- it switches to a shot of him being thrown like at the camera with it breaking. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. I like that." Yeah, actually, I, I remember that part, and also dig that. Um, so yes, they they rejoin up after the bathroom scene. They eventually make it to Coney Island, and they think they're safe. And then that's when the rogues roll up on them, and you heard that kind of iconic, well, it's it's at least one of the more memorable parts of the movie um, and is oft used uh, in different, just it's it's uh, referenced in a lot of different ways. So something fun about that is the actor that did it, um, the bottles thing was completely ad-libbed and was his idea. And even the way he delivers the lines, all of that stuff was like 
on set day of like he just oh, really? came up with that yeah which is kind of cool um so yeah they are lurking looking for the warriors at their home turf of coney island what they don't know is um that the rifts who cyrus was the leader of have found out that the warriors were not the culprits and actually it was the rogues so the warriors run to the beach for some reason i'm not really sure i'm like that's the worst place to have a fight like no footing <laughs> yeah. i don't really understand why you would go there um so they run to the beach and then the rogues follow them and then the rifts come out and surround them and the warriors and rogues do not know why the rifts are there they don't know if they're there to get the warriors or if they know the truth and they tell them like we know you guys didn't do it and they let them pass through and then do you guys remember what the rifts whooped down the rogues with i mean they had some hockey hockey sticks sticks, right (laughs) (laughs) like like street hockey hockey sticks um which i was like i don't know these guys are like the baddest gang in the city They've all got these like stunner shades, and you're just like, well, these guys are definitely. I mean, if you remember Cleon, the leader of the Warriors that gets killed, he gets karate to death. If you remember, yeah, there's literally a scene of a guy just like elbowing <laughs> him, like in this massive, <laughs> just like this like pump elbow, just like hitting so him. So they they brought their hockey sticks to the beach. I, um, that is funny, and I'm probably like what Brian said. If they remade this movie, they would probably use like all guns because I mean the weapons are hockey sticks, baseball bats, which makes sense. Like, okay, if you're like a scrounging gang and you need a weapon, sure, you'll grab a baseball bat. Uh, A lot of switchblade action. Yeah, the switchblade comes in pretty clutch right at the end. Luther tries to claim another life. And is it Swan from the Warriors that throws a switchblade and hits him in the hand? Yeah. Right before the gun fires, causing him to misfire. And gets stabbed mm. in the hand, and he handles it like a big wimp. Just, oh, no, uh, it was the warriors that did it. It's like, this guy's <laughs> acting is superb. Well, I mean, think about his now iconic line that I actually have heard that line before. I knew it was coming, too. I was like, this is what it's from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you got to think, I, I just think about how many movies happened where someone does a line like that, and then it's like they're deepest shame <laughs> but this happens to go like you know incredibly popular and so now it's uh-huh. this huge this huge thing that i guess is good for him maybe well and the two people so i did my imdb deep dive out of there and the or after the show and the two people who got the most work from what i can tell was swan who was michael beck and then was uh uh luther L- luther who Luther's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and he so the guy who was doing that whole warrior thing ended up actually getting, from what I can tell, some of the most work out of the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty big time. He was in Twin Peaks, the original series, and in the the like continuation of it reboot that Netflix did. Um. Okay. Well, let me hit you guys with just a few more bits of info about the show, and then I have a little activity for us. Um. So. The soundtrack, what were your thoughts on it? Did you guys enjoy some of that synth action? So I, uh, one thing I did like that I just remembered was the lady you mentioned that was doing the radio talk show. That's, yes. I really, I liked that bit, how she would kind of, so she was this uh, like late night DJ talk show person and she'd come on and give these like encrypted messages to all the gangs Yep. You know, but sounding like a radio, like, hey, out there, all you boppers, like, 
here's our here's our sports update about the Warriors. Like everyone's looking to get them, you know. Like and mm-hmm. there was this encrypted message. I really like that that theme. Like that yeah, was that I was did cool. Too. I did. And too. I wonder how many radios are doing that right now. Whoa! You ever think about that? <laughs> Illuminati. Uh, so there is a, a song I wanted to draw your attention <coughs> attention to. It is the end song um, called "In the City." Did you guys recognize it at all? Um, it was written by Joe Walsh of the Eagles and was actually released on the soundtrack for the Warriors and then later was released on an Eagles album. So it's a pretty big get, hmm. I feel like, for such an average movie. Um, some other things we talked about, I mentioned last episode, the video game. The video game was made by Rockstar, um, 8.6 rating on GameSpot. Get at me. That's another really solid. Uh, the <laughs> game was essentially divided. It was actually pretty sick honestly um it was divided into like two halves what system is the game on um it was on ps2 and then it got re-released on ps4 huh what what brian oh you uh did i touch it no no no, you're you're blocking the sound yeah you're blocking the sound sorry um i'll go back to it yeah so the game is split up into it has a like the second half of it, you play essentially the movie, but the first half of it is all build up and backstory about all the gangs, about how each character like got became part of the Warriors, and you go on all these different missions where you pick up different skills and brawl with different gangs and stuff, and then you end up playing back to the movie, and it was actually pretty well done. So huh. um, that's that, and then just like on Brink, I'm going to read a few reviews that I found on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, best freaking movie saw this when I was four. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> five out of five. But saw it when I was four. That's Whoa. early. That's wow. pretty little to see the Warriors. Um, I mean, you're, I guess you're pretty innocent at that point. There's no blood or anything. Well, there is be- some beaten up, scraped faces, so. There's a lot of foul mouths um <laughs> yeah you're not gonna know that at four though that's true probably. that's true uh it's this one's a two-star review and it's more like john it's almost like a musical but with no dancing exactly yeah it's west side <laughs> story but as well there are gangs in west side story too right i haven't seen it aren't they gangs yeah the yeah. jets and the, the, the jets and the, i don't remember uh and then this last one it's a quick one but I noticed there was the exact same review written five different times that all of them say, Walter Hill is one of the most underrated filmmakers out there, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe he doesn't get more credit for this movie. And it's like verbatim the same one posted. And I didn't go back far enough. It could have been more. But they're all by different users. And they're not even like back to back to back to back. So is this... Walter Hill? Is he, is he out there trying to, trying to build up his cred? And everyone's taking shots. It's like a musical with no dancing. Yeah, but I can't believe he didn't get more credit. Walter Hill plus one at gmail.com says. <laughs> Can y'all dig it? Dad uh, dialogue. It's, it's rough. That's that's in the opening scene, right? That's the leader. Yeah. Fellas, the... guess what? Guess what just happened? What you just heard was the We Used to Work Together podcast got invited to a big podcast get-together by Apple Podcasts, and that was Mr. Tim Cook live on the stage. And we have been invited exclusively. Unfortunately, 
we were asked to leave all of our recording equipment at home. So I don't know how we got that tight clip. But uh, what does happen at this podcast convention is somebody (laughs) pelts or gives Tim Cook a one-star review in pure anarchy (laughs) starts to happen. And uh, we've got to find our way all the way back to OKC from San Fran. And we're going to be running into some other podcasts. This is all a setup to something. It's a means to an end, I promise. But... (laughs) We've got to fill out our gang, uh, and we need some some former co-workers is the criteria. So what you guys got? So Scott gave us a little heads up. Not quite the elegant setup he just gave, but he gave us a little heads up that we might be doing this. And there was a real obvious name that came to mind. I won't use the last name, but Eric was mm, I the person. An E-Dog. So Eric is, <laughs> Eric is just... The guy you want around when you're doing any any kind of, not shenanigans, he's not even really a shenanigans guy. He's just the guy that's going to keep you level-headed. He's going to keep you stable. He's He for sure is not going to die in the movie because he's, he's not real extreme one way or another. Also, he's strong. But, yeah, no, this guy is lean. He's mean. He's handsome, obviously. And he has a, rides a motorcycle. That's gang oh, material yeah, for sure. And I hear he's Good. single, ladies. So Uh-oh. If you want to write in. Sign those DMs. <laughs> I don't if know you need if that's those true. deets, his name is Eric. Go <laughs> work from there. <laughs> Look for a close friend on Facebook named Eric. I yeah. actually thought about him because he's also kind of MacGyvery. Like yes, mm, yes. Mm. He remember when he brought locks. in? Remember when he brought in those uh, ropes? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I used to be like a, a knot and rope instructor at some camp." So like he would be the. That's here's the paperclip. I've fashioned it into this automobile. Now let's point. get away. Get us out of some jams for sure. And I don't know what how this benefits us, but he wears chacos always, everywhere. Twenty. Mm. He's amphibious. Seven. He's amphibious like a Crocs. Yeah, he's a so man he, of the mountains. So he he'd be he he's just. He was literally, when you said that, I was like, if I have a gang, he's the first guy because he can just kind of do it all. John, you got anybody that comes to mind? That's a good question. That's a good question. I think I, so I would, I would have to, I feel like I need my chaotic good friend. Like this is where you need that person. You need Mm -hmm, that person mm -hmm. that's willing to like blur the lines a little bit. (laughs) So... I'd, I'd bring in my friend Ryan, last name omitted, LeBeau. For <laughs> no, good luck spelling it. <laughs> Tell us Scott. about. I mean, good. That's it. That's, that's it. He's chaotic. I'm, just, good. I'm saying, like, you need if you need the person that's like, what? Is, so he has this quote. He says that's from somebody else. That's when the going gets tough, uh, the tough get weird. And that's like, that's, <laughs> hey, that's like, like, like could be like a good. Uh, yeah, that could be like a good motto. It's that's like the mindset you need. Like you're gonna face some things you've never faced before, and you're gonna have to start looking for creative solutions, like breaking also, bats over people's things. We would Breaks. have two designery type fellas. Doesn't he have like design background as well, like Eric? Or did I make that up? Uh, yeah, design dev. So I mean, we'd have, we'll be we'd, tagging when we tag something. People are gonna well, know though we used to work together. Crew, was we'd there. have the flyest theme ever. Eric would get caught though. You know he couldn't just do it like a like a half baked job. He'd be in there yeah. with like, like pixel perfect and then they'd oh, catch him. I'd be frustrated. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> Eric, we gotta close the sprint. <laughs> Eric also wouldn't just get caught. Eric would give himself up because <laughs> these guys he have a fair do, point. He would He'd probably give right himself thing. up for us. He would. 
He's too, too good for us. Too kind. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who mine is, and I think that we need someone. There's got to be someone in the gang that all of us kind of got to bully up a little bit. So that's going to be this fella. So uh, he was the security guard at Target when I worked there. and Or what is it called? Like asset protection. Oh, something yeah. of that sort. And if that was your job, you, I'm sure you were good at it. But they also are kind of clowny because they can't really do anything because um, you can legit grab an Xbox and walk out and they can't stop you. They can call the cops or they can kind of like make it seem like they can do something, but they can't do anything. But this guy did try to do something once and it ended up hilarious. So there was this lady that shopped for hours and filled her cart up to the maximum. I mean, it was like billowing over with clothes and movies and all kinds of stuff. And she's cruising to the front of Target, and he knows what she's up to. And he's following her and is telling her, I've already called the police, da-da-da, you need to stop right there. You know, I'm going to have to arrest you, or the, you know, make these, like, veiled threats. Is he allowed so, to make those claims, though? Like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. And he's also not allowed, literally, he's not allowed to touch you. Like, he's yeah. not allowed to do anything. She not just allowed walks. to, like, leave the store either, right? No, and guess what happens? She pushes the cart. Out. And all of us, so this is a big scene, and everything's, we're shutting down, everyone's, like, watching it, because, like, she's, like, parading from the back of the, the store. So, she gets to the front, she goes right out the automatic doors. He follows her into the parking lot. He grabs, so we're all pressed against the glass, and we're like, what is he doing? Also, this guy was kind of goobery, and so it, it was a little bit kind of fun to watch this happen. So, he, he grabs the cart and tries to pull it from her. She grabs the cart, pulls strongly back. He starts to, like, grab more, like, a bigger hug of the cart. She takes her purse and smacks him upside the head and knocks him over. (laughs) Takes the cart to the car and loads it up. (laughs) (laughs) And is it clear? It's clear she's stolen. Yeah. Yeah, it's very clear. She's got a cart of just stuff, like, tags on it, boxes, you know. Like, just pushed it out in the parking lot. Nothing's bagged up. Um, and she, t- I mean, the cops did show up after she'd already, like, peeled out. But he had to talk about the walk of shame because we're literally all, like, pressed against the glass. And he's got to, like, <laughs> get up out of the parking lot. Also, he's, like, probably needs to be fired because he can't do any of that. And then, like, has to walk back in to all of us being, like, dang, you got smoked. <laughs> so, but how often do people get, how often do they, like, catch the person? Is it pretty um, I mean, good? they did. Yeah, they did catch people from time to time, and they also you did probably get their plates from cameras in the parking lot, right? And sometimes the police would be there waiting on them. So, like, there was a guy who got an Xbox and was just like wasn't supposed to have it, and was just like walking to the front of the store, like casually, wasn't running, was just like walking and like holding it, and was escorted out. And the police were just like waiting outside for him, and he like just left the store and got arrested. And it was like, what was that guy? I don't know. It was an odd situation, but so people did get busted, and he did sometimes. I mean, he would in- intimidate people by just like he would lurk around and stuff like that. But he spent most of his time flirting with the cashiers that were half his age. Is what his main job oh, whoa, was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So that guy's in our gang, but he's only there so we can push him around. So. <laughs> I've got one that might turn this pod explicit, but <laughs> there it's you, the door puncher. <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, which I have a story about the door punching. So I couldn't remember how much of that story I told, by the way. 
And then it came up at work, and I couldn't remember what I had omitted per my wife's request. And in (laughs) a nutshell, apparently I told the whole story (laughs) because they all knew every detail. But anyway, you can go back and listen to that. I believe that's on our last episode. We'll leave it up for you guys. It's Um, canon. So the guy that in every episode, there's got to be – or not every episode. In every gang, there's got to be the hothead, like – Guy who the hot pops. boy. <laughs> no, no, that's me, Scott. We already got that's, Eric. That's me. <laughs> uh, so you've got the hothead, the, yeah, for sure. The hothead, and 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 we in uh, the Warriors, you've sort of got this with one of the guys already, whose name I can't think of right now. But um, anyway, the hothead who that's ultimately Ajax. just gets killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which in Warriors, Ajax gets arrested. But uh, let me tell you about my ex boss he was one like when you think of like stereotypical movie sleazebag hashtag let me throw this in before i get fired uh it is not at my current place of employment this is no one from there but i had an xbox is this the same one that you told the story about he's like you're working on the weekend yeah oh i told this story but you didn't tell us about him you just told us about that event He told so, you asked off, and he was like, you got to work, and you're like, I quit. <laughs> yes, so the only job I walked out on, I forgot I told you. So same guy. Basically, he's a sleazeball. He would, like, say things directly to clients and people. I hope he's listening. And then, and if he is, hey, you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> you're sleazed. <laughs> he, would, he would say stuff, like, say things to clients and then literally turn around and say something different to me. Anyway, the the reason this might be marked as explicit is because you need the hothead who just gets killed off eventually. <laughs> it's true. You do need somebody, yeah, that you're just like, this guy had it coming. So uh, go ahead, since John. you guys, you didn't ask me about my WoW update, which I was really disappointed in, so I'm just going to plug it in right here. So there's this guy in our guild that used to be a uh, <laughs> bouncer, and uh, he's 5'8", feet tall. Wait, he's and a bouncer at 5'8"? He's 5'8", he and he's, he's like, yeah, I used to, used to be a bouncer at this club. And he posted this old, old, old video of him like with his potato phone taking a video of the potato, potato. security <laughs> camera. And he's just brawling with these guys, like three guys just going to town on him, like throwing him into the fence. He threw this guy probably five feet. And yeah, he's like, in. Dang. <laughs> so yeah, I put him in. What's That's, his? Uh, has he got a gamer tag? That's pretty tight. He Bounce does, but I don't want to. Okay, I feel like okay. He, he can bust Ryan, but he can't bust. I, I don't want to like put his name after we'll I said him. that there's video of him Ryan just Lay assaulting Bouncer. people. <laughs> but actually, uh, he said that uh, there's something that had to do with the, like the rules of clubs, like. You per like you when you come in you abide by the rules and if the if the bouncers get a little handsy with you it's I don't know I think there's some legal protections hmm. the bouncers code uh, yeah. my last my last person is friend of the show Space Curtis so we used to work together at a variety of jobs including Target um, and the reason I'm throwing him in is because he can take a punch and let me tell you about a time he took a punch <laughs> so. <laughs> so. We were in college at OSU. We were walking back from some evening activities, and we were with a group of people. And up ahead, uh, we 
saw a very large gathering out in front of a house. And we were like, hey, let's cross the street because there's a lot of people and you're going to like kind of push through them to get like they're like blocking the sidewalk. It's like a house party, but it's, you know, 40, 50 people kind of like spilling into the street. So all of us cross the street except for Curtis. And what happens is before we didn't know this, but we found out after that there was a guy who was probably the hothead of that gang, that group that said, the next guy that walks through here, I'm punching for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Curtis was that guy. And this guy sucker punched Curtis out of nowhere and literally knocked him out. And we didn't know what was going on. We're like, where's Curtis? Did he walk through that crowd? We're like, let's go over there and see. And he's just like on the ground. And everyone's like, your friend got smoked. Oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, that guy like ran off. And obviously, we weren't going to chase him down really because we ain't that tough. Our gang is going to get rolled up. But you the he did take a punch and just was like, that guy, man, I don't know what happened. Just bam, I was looking at the stars. <laughs> like, yeah, you sure were. Uh, so shout out to Space Curtis for taking that hit. So I've got a I've got a bonus character to okay, bring okay. into our gang. So one of the things that we're toying around with, or I'm toying around with, and convincing Scott and JMO on the fly, is if you sign up on Patreon, maybe you get to sit in and listen to an episode live recording. So actually, lurking in the back, <laughs> just <laughs> saying no words, quiet. is my brother. Carl. Now, instead of me giving him a role in our gang, based off of the few sentences <laughs> that you have spoke to him, Scott and JMO, what gap does Carl need to fill for us in I f- our gang? I mean, so he's the one that's the Marine, right? He's Marine. Okay, that's a pretty good role, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's it. Well, why don't you tell us how you guys? He did me, claim that you guys worked together. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, he's so he was he was loosely trying to get get. You yeah, know, I want to he, hear. He's like me. Go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's like he's, me. He's thirsty to get mentioned on things. You know. <laughs> so, what Carl, how does uh, navigation, food prep, shelter making, orienteering, <laughs> general? I don't know Logistics. firearms and all that. Does that work? That seems like something you might be gonna. Yeah, none of, none of that sounds. So let me let me give you some characteristics <laughs> of Carl, perfect. and then you find you find his role. And actually, I'm only thinking of one characteristic. So hopefully, I can come up with more. <laughs> Number one, he has tribal tattoos all across his chest. Okay, he's more that, tough than me, just from no, that no, no, statement. No. That he hashtag <laughs> regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. He's the decision maker for sure. Number two. I'm going to continue the tattoo theme to give you an idea. Did you invite him just to get blasted live and recorded? No. No. So here's the other other thing. We also swore him to to keep himself muted so he can't say anything. Here is my my favorite, my favorite tattoo on his body. So he goes in. If you guys have ever seen... Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. What's the favorite tattoo on his body? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, the movie Boondock Saints, one of the greatest movies of all time, and they're basically, in a nutshell, they're they're like Robin Hood murderers, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So chaotic they good. Yes, yes. They're chaotic. Neutral-ish? 
No, not neutral. They definitely murder people, but they only no, I mean murder. chaotic neutral. You see, they're not. Yeah, maybe not. Chaotic I don't think good. you can say somebody murdering is chaotic good. Probably, I don't know. Well, but they're killing only really bad people. So I like Dexter. Yes. Okay, Dexter. So okay. We're okay. Getting, we getting, spiraled. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so they do this prayer right before they kill somebody. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it's a super dope like prayer and all this stuff. So he goes in. He has it written out. And he has, it's supposed to go on the top, like, top part of his arm, like his, his bicep type area, or whatever this, shoulder? Yeah, his shoulder down to, like, his elbow. And they're putting the tattoo on, and he's kind of looking at it going, man, that spacing is looking a little weird. (laughs) The kerning is all jacked up. So, (laughs) the line height. Instead of stopping them, and like, because, you know, they like put like a, like a, print down before they actually ink you Mm-mm, i didn't know this mm. he just, yeah i don't have a tattoo he just lets them roll with it and this tattoo he's gonna have to i'm gonna have to get can a we get a picture of this carl <laughs> the spacing on this tattoo it's a line and then there's a <laughs> solid inch and the next line this tattoo goes from the top of his shoulder okay. past his elbow ten commandments tablet <laughs> and the spacing is so wide on it. And I was just like, Carl, why did you never stop them? They're tattooing your body. So anyway, he's got this tattoo with massive kerning on him. That's the guy we need in our gang. Yeah. And it. if you also it. want to get blasted live, you can head over to patreon.com slash whatever our thing is. Work together. We will hook you slash up. It'll be in the show notes from now on, I hope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are we setting you up, J-Mo? And no, no, no. J-Mo. Oh. So He's got to get his if notes this pulled is up. your first episode with us, the way we would do the show is every episode at the end of it, we go in a little rotation and uh, we each of us pick the topic for the next episode. And I don't know if I can actually do this and I haven't run it by them. So we'll either re-record this or we'll roll with it. Can I call for a uh, scuttlebutt next episode? Ooh, yep. I've been, I've been. Scott, do we have a drop? <gasps> I thought we had a drop uh, for scuttlebutt. Uh, uh, well, what's the scuttlebutt? Yeah, where is it? It must not have ever gotten uploaded mm-hmm. here. We will. Oh insert yeah, that it. was that was pre-drop bot, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just we'll heard that. Insert it. Post-production, which we're not going to do because I think we're doing post-production. Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to get these episodes out. This is your first episode. <laughs> if you think that. <laughs> but yeah, I have. Uh, I've been just collecting things. That I all these little things that I want to like riff on and talk about, and That's even perfect, some from from this episode. I want to talk about next time for sure. A little teaser. I want to talk about like uh, fights that we've been in or not been in. I want to talk about. Ooh. I want to hear some more uh, target stories or general uh, workplace, workplace stories. mischief stories. I've got and some. some other what's great? Okay, this is a perfect call out because I had some that I did not talk about that were from friends of the show during the jobs episode that I never got to. So if you've got a classic workplace story from back in the day, we want to know it. Hit us up at whatever the things are. <laughs> yes, it's not just me. <laughs> fans at we used to work together.com and or just hit us up on Twitter or text us. You guys know us those DMs. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say everybody. The only is problem is we're gonna record that episode the day that this airs. So if you're hearing this, you better be tweeting us right now. And I mean yeah. like right now or it's and not we'll getting reach in. out to some of those peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually we'll get on a schedule maybe that allows for some crowd partis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that until just now. 
<laughs> so good at this. Maybe we'll release this episode. Hey, hold on. Hold on. If they're Patreons, oh. they can hear it early, like maybe six or seven hours earlier. But they don't even yeah. know about the Patreon thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're about that. So, again, if you're hearing this right now, you need to be doing it right now. <clears throat> Hurry. So, uh, number one, just thank you so much for listening today. And if if you haven't noticed, we start we start Rocky. Let me rephrase. I start Rocky. It never it wasn't Rocky. Then the middle <laughs> tightens up and it gets real good. And then it's a crash landing again at the end. <laughs> but uh, That's exactly have, our editing process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll have this seat tonight rough, and rough, then rough not drafts. work on not work on it again for two weeks. All right. Uh but anyway, we we really do appreciate you. If you have not already, please jump over to Spotify or wherever you're listening, drop a five star review. If you're not already following us on Twitter, you can do so at we used to podcast. Also going to throw out a little personal followage. If you're not following me, you can follow me at Brian B R Y A N Ketron K E T R O N. Or you can follow, is it John Mosesman or yeah, yeah. It's John mm-hmm. Mosesman, right? You John can follow Moses John, man, John Mosesman. That's J O H N M O S E S M A N. Or you can follow Scott at OKC Scott on Twitter. And since no one ever tags us or mentions us, I (laughs) can guarantee a reply. But also, we (laughs) just appreciate you being a part. And um, I'm now hunting for the outro music. Found it. Uh, But we... (laughs) I'm so loud in your ears.